It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. With us this morning, in case you missed it earlier, Tony Cannon is here. Uh, Father Nick Aiello is here as well, um, representing what the Ministry Alliance or Caring and Sharing. Is that part of that? Or? Well, the Caring and Sharing is, is the ministry of the Ministry Alliance. So yeah. it's all connected. It is, yeah. So you guys work together pretty well? Yes, very well, very well. I think. Yeah. That's Tony good. You know, we're all Christians trying to do our best, right? That's Absolutely. right. So, uh, what? Tell us about caring and sharing. Uh, who's uh, what? What? I know it's been going on in Weatherford for some some time. Uh, yeah, I wish I knew that answer. We we figured up last year, close to twenty years. It was started by David and Julie Hartzell, and then they kind of passed it on to their church. Their church ended up giving it to Corn Heritage Village, and then the ministerial alliance took it back under their umbrella. So right now. It's a total ministerial alliance of churches from Weatherford that coordinate all of the things. Last year, I, two years ago, I guess, mm-hmm. I was in the position, what Nick is now, the chairman of the Caring and Sharing Committee. And when he agreed to take on the chairmanship, I said, I'll tell you what, I'll help you tremendously if you'll let me. I'll take the angel part and you take care of the rest. And that has really worked out good, yeah, I think. Yeah, been a good partnership. Because the angels and the other is a lot. A lot what, of what's the angel well, it's part? E- it's an equal part of it. The angels are the fundraising part of it. And yes. that's where, that really is the out, out uh, source for the community. That's where you see it in those angels. So the angels, as you come in off the interstate, yeah. right there at the mm-hmm. corner of Washington and, Can- uh, Washington and, and Main. Uh, Main Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We where, put up angels. Last year we had, uh, I think, right at 160 angels last year. We're hoping to have at least 200 up this year. We have a list. Don't ask me where this came from because it's just assimilated together. So we have missed some of you over the last couple of years. We have a list of nearly 260 people that have given in the past and probably will if we make it available to them this year. If that's the case, we made 50 new angels this year. We're currently up around the 230 mark. If we sell all 264, we're going to have to make another 25 or 30 angels, which is a great problem to have because that is the fundraiser for our ministry. What does it cost to, to do an angel? It started around $15 when I started. It's now up around 40 to $50. Price of wood. I was going to say that uh, you have had an increase yeah. Yeah. In, in the lumber. Yeah, yeah. Quite and we've not increased our prices at all. Thought about it, but, you know, people have been so gracious to us that we, we've continued to leave that. All of the money raised from the fundraising of the angels sold goes 100%, or I'd say probably 98 99% in purchasing toys and or clothing and food for underprivileged families within Weatherford. And it is a within, it's a Weatherford organization, so unfortunately we can't go outside the Weatherford area just because of the mission statement. And Father Nick does a great job in leading the other part of the Ministerial Alliance. You want to talk to them a little bit about sure. that, Nick? Sure. I represent the Ministerial Alliance, so I work with the steering committee, <clears throat> the steering committee in, uh, of caring and sharing. We've got a couple of gals that have been doing this since the beginning. One of them has been involved in one aspect of this as a Christmas 
Christmas ministry since the 80s. I mean, so it's it's the it's the oldest, most established charity in, in Weatherford, and it's largest as well. Um, so we gather, uh, like Tony said, we, we have a venue this this year and, and the last several years. <clears throat> it's been at the Pioneer Pioneer Event Center over on Seventh and Seven Hundred, and um, we have a registration at the Chamber of Commerce, and so we have this huge event. This year, it's on December 9th from nine to nine to noon where parents come in or parents come in and shop for the kids. The thing that's very compelling about it is that uh, actually it's kind of interesting. Kids aren't actually involved in it because the point of it is to provide Christmas for the parents, Christmas for families. So the parents come in and they shop. I mean, we literally call it the shopping day. And they, they're able to get, as Tony said, they're able to get clothes or they're able to get uh, toys mostly for the kids. But lately we've been providing clothes and food and certificates for other things so as as the ministry of the angels has been successful it gives us more opportunity to do more and so we've been doing more and reach more kids we reached about gosh it must have been about 670 kids last year over 160 families so how do we choose the children well the children we have we don't have a rigid vetting process we we trust people that are gonna that that have that need are gonna come forward and so we don't really have you know there's no standard there's no structure we just we give out the <clears throat> we give out the registration forms to the schools and we advertise it like here and then if people have need they come forward we trust them that they're going to do the right thing for their kids so to the alliance i guess i'm how many how many members and and of the alliance different churches i take it yeah. and different faiths so to speak so how many and how large and perhaps do their children get are the churches involved in determining who the children are? Two questions. Well, the, last year I think we had between 16 and 18 participating Weatherford churches. And that goes from some that are you know, literally 15 people to some that have, you know, a you know, hundreds of people. And, and so we had about 18. That means each church had a booth and and uh manned that booth with some with another church member of, of another congregation and we we divide up the kids by gender and by age and you know because obviously for the different toys and things and um so that's how they come together in terms of in terms of the, the vetting you know like i said when you've done this when you've done this for a few years you realize the parents that have the need to come forward you don't get a lot of people taking advantages because we don't go into a lot of you know vetting or or registration we just we the vetting that we do is we want to make sure that the kids live in Weatherford the families yeah. are Weatherford families so they they have to provide you know they have to provide mm -hmm. an, an ID and a piece of mail to show that they live in Weatherford this year actually we're trying something new because you know nowadays all the schools have electronic credit uh, uh, report cards in fact they just sent them out friday they email they email the parents the report cards so it's nowadays it's four out of the five schools do that so we just we just say because they all have smartphones pull up let me see your email and it shows the kids and so it's uh that's it's an interesting way to, to, to bet yeah, the, yeah the people but you know i like your concept because you know, if somebody really wants to come and get something, you're probably not going to stop them. No, we're you not. know, and and no. and you never know uh, you about uh, judging you that. Uh, you become too judgmental, I think. Exactly. My, you know, my my feeling about because that comes up every year. How do you know? Yeah. My feeling is this: I, I I call it a charity tax, and that is that 
for every for every 10 that have need, you may have one that comes in that doesn't have a need. You know what? That's the price you pay for reaching those that have need. And I'm and I I sleep fine with that. Our guest on the program this morning, we have Tony Cannon and uh, and, and uh, Nick uh, Yellow, Father Nick uh, Yellow. We'll talk about your church a little bit because it's one of the most it's a beautiful little church in Weatherford. Thank you. And then I want to talk a little bit more about how people can participate. Okay. In this uh, sign, the, the little angels, because I think. Somehow I've been miss I missed out on that, and I don't know why. But anyway, I want to make sure I'm on the list to get you're, a sign. Okay? You're there, or an angel. I want an angel. Yeah. So uh, I needed all the angels I could find. <laughs> <laughs> so stand by. We'll be back with more as we continue on this show. The right time for Western Oklahoma. Commercial ranchers and cattlemen, pay close attention. This is an opportunity to acquire top registered Black Angus bulls and cows at very reasonable prices. November 11th at 5 p.m., Capital Angus is having its annual bull and production sale. You can call ranch manager Tyler Duvall for details at 903-316-6225. Capital Angus will be selling Black Angus bulls, and you don't want to miss this sale. These bulls even come with a one-year warranty and free delivery. All bulls are fertility tested, and they're ready to go to work. These bulls' traits offer great calving ease. The calves get here easy, and they grow off heavy. Some pregnant heifers will also be available. All sale information is available at CapitalAngus.com. That's CapitalAngus.com. And don't miss the pre-sale dinner on Friday, November 10th at 5.30. Aaron and Tyler Duvall invite you to their ranch in White House, Texas, November 11th at 5 p.m. to bid on some of the best cattle in the business. Reach Tyler Duvall directly at 903-316-6225. CapitalAngus.com. Join us for a celebration and let's look forward to a healthier future together at the grand reopening of the Clinton Regional Hospital, Friday, October 27th at 11 a.m. Come and take a tour of the hospital. Meet our dedicated team of board-certified practitioners and staff and help us celebrate the hospital's reopening. Starting October 30th at 8 a.m., the hospital will once again open its doors to patients with familiar faces and new services continuously being added. Join us for the grand reopening this Friday at 11 a.m. at Clinton Regional Hospital, 100 North 30th Street, in Clinton. Hello, this is Rick Spain with Spain's Construction with something to think about. Michelangelo said the greatest danger for most of us is not that we aim too high and miss it, but that it's too low when we reach it. You determine how high you jump and how far you go. When you find satisfaction in status quo, you cheat yourself. You're much greater than you can imagine. If your present position does not challenge you, it's not high enough. I'm District Attorney Angela Marcy with a few Halloween safety tips to share with you. If you are out driving, please watch for children walking on roadways, medians, and curbs. Enter and exit driveways and alleys carefully and slow down. These Halloween safety tips are brought to you by Lisa Prentice at State Farm Insurance, Deer Creek Market, and Veteran Tony. Everyone have a safe and happy Halloween. Slay the holiday season with homemade gifts for everyone on your list. At Natopia Nuts and More, they understand that every gift should be as unique as the person receiving it. Let them customize the perfect holiday gift basket full of made in Oklahoma jams, jellies, pickles, nuts of all kinds and all flavors, candied cherries, raisins, the list goes on and on. Get your orders in now. By the time Christmas is here, you'll have already started checking off the gift giving list. Natopia Nuts and More, just inside Deer Creek Market and Hydra. Good morning, 24 after 7 o'clock. We are so happy to have with us today uh, Father uh, Nick Aiello, 
who's at the it's help us out. It's the Orthodox Church. Is it Greek Orthodox? Well, it's actually. Let me get your mic on. There you go. Go ahead. It's actually the American Orthodox Church. We're in fellowship with the Greek and the Antiochian Russian, but our particular distinction we're the Orthodox Church in America. And so we're the, we're the newcomers. We've only been here for about 200 years. Just 200? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a couple hundred years. Very yeah. good. Well, it's a beautiful little church. Thank you. It's an old home. It is. It's been fixed up. It's a, a native rock, I You're think. Right. It's uh, a rock house. Mm-hmm. So is that – can people come by and, and visit the church? And Absolutely. Look at it sometimes? Visitors are as welcome in our church as they are in any congregation in Weatherford. Absolutely. Yeah, we give little tours because it's different. You know, people have, most people have not ever been in an, an Orthodox church before, and ours is like a little village church that you would see in Greece or Russia, Romania. So it's, it's beautiful. That's part of our ethos is beauty. So I encourage people to just come by and, you know, and just look at it. It's, it's a kind of an experience just seeing it because most people have never seen anything like that, which is kind of ironic because this is such a Christian area. But I, and I often tell them, well, this is kind of your heritage because mm-hmm. this is what Christians. So you're a member like. of that church, right, Mustafa? Yes, sir. And uh, you help do some I, work there. I help do some of the beautiful work there, but. You know, that's uh, that's a beautiful place. And the most beautiful thing about it is the peace and the feeling that you get there and you experience uh, tradition. You experience religion that was introduced thousands, the very beginning. Yeah. He's being modest. He did. He, along with our with our iconographer and, and our Well, and Joe London. Advisor. That's right. Joe was big in doing right. some of the Joe artwork. did the design work. Joe came up with the artistic things, and Mustafa was the contractor and did literally did most of the work so there. So there's some confusion because similarities to Catholic Church. Correct. It broke off the early on Christian time periods. Tell us about that. Well, it, it happened about over a thousand years ago where the churches in the East, and there were there were five major churches in the East. The, the Roman church was actually just part of one of, of, of a series of churches, and it was the representative of the Western church. But the Eastern churches in Jerusalem and Constantinople, modern-day Istanbul, and, uh, and then also churches in Antioch and churches in Egypt, those were major Christian centers that worshipped and looked just like we do now. But, but things changed. You know, Islam came about, and we were, under the, we were under the yoke of Islam. We were struggling with that from the 7th century on. And then, of course, Rome. Rome fell, had problems, built itself back up. The Holy Roman Empire was getting started with Charlemagne. And anyway, it just caused, there was a cultural rift. The, the East was largely, it was largely Greek. It had this rigid tradition that it maintained. The West was moving in a, a more, you might say, legal direction because of their culture. And, and at some point in about the 1000s, 1053 is when they say it is, but it, 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 it was a various series of things that went on from the ninth century on. At any rate, they separated, and they stayed separated for some time. The Western tradition, the Western tradition, continued to evolve and it continued to move. Uh, unfortunately for them, up until the, the Reformation, where they had their major split, and then things changed, where we get the Protestant Church. That never happened in the East. The East continued. The East continued to maintain the tradition, tradition that it had. We did have some splits, but we didn't have splits like like the Protestant split. So in the East, uh, if you're a Christian in the East, you're, you're one version of an Orthodox. There's, there's no, there's real, no, uh, no split and, off like uh, no. 
we have with the Anglican Church. Exactly. There's no, that, exactly like you have with the Anglicans or Lutherans mm-hmm. or the others. That doesn't exist in the East. If you're a Christian in the East, you're an aspect of Orthodox. Very that, interesting. That, that One of the things, I, I do the thoughts and, and prayers perhaps to the third oldest church in the world is there in Gaza. Yeah. And have they been bombed? Yeah. Uh, they have. Simplificus, unfortunately, was, yes. Yeah. So speak on our feelings there. Well, you know, it's it, we we we're kind of in the middle. We're kind of in the middle because the fact is, in fact, most of your listeners may not even know that there are there have been Christians in the Middle East since the time of Christ. I mean, they didn't just all go to the West or leave. And the fact that there there are Christian communities in in the East, Orthodox communities that have been there this whole time. And they're in the squeeze. They have survived under the Muslim yoke. They've survived under all those things. And now they're caught. They're caught in between the conflict. You know, that we're not, we're not militant. We're not terrorists. So we're not part of Hamas. We're not part of any part of this. But we live there. And we're represented there. So we're in the middle. We're, we're, we're in the middle. We're, we're in the middle between Israel. We're in the middle between the, the, the armed and militant Hamas and the others and the, the Christians just survive and they suffer. That's what we do. That's what we always do. So it's, it is, it's hard for us, frankly, when we see that we're not really seen and mm-hmm. our, our, you know, those villages, those Christian villages, I have, I have two or three friends that are actually priests that I went to seminary with. They're priests right there in Palestine and they've been there for generations. Our own priest, if you have ever visited the Antioquia and the Arab church in Oklahoma City, which is quite large, the priest there, Father Constantine Nasser, he's a ninth generation Palestinian wow. priest. Ninth generation Palestinian priest. Wow. Um, so, yeah, and we live, we're, we're the invisible ones. We're kind of there. We always have been there. We were there, you know, when again, when the Muslims came in. Interesting to talk about this, and so we could talk about it all day. Thank sure. you for sharing some of that with of us this morning. Real quickly, Tony, how can people buy an angel or be a part of that? That's a great question. If you'll see on the corner of Washington and Davis, there's a sign. This might be the easiest. Just take a picture of the sign. There's a QR code on there that can set that can get them to us through Google Voice, actually. And we will in turn send them some information concerning the angels and all. The whole purpose of the angels is to fund. That's our greatest fund uh what do you call it? Fundraiser. So the money goes to make the sign. You got a little cost there, and well, then a little cost and there. then so the profit you make off the sign, and and then volunteer work getting them out. Yes, and taking them down. But those are all the signs you see as you come into town. So if you want one of the signs and also contribute to caring sharing, contact uh, through the QR code. Or That'd be the easiest. How about you? Can they call you? Sure. Okay. Call Put me. me down for a sign. Okay. Okay. Make sure I'm on that list. All right. So that's it. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, Father Ayello, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank Tony you. Cannon. Thank you Your for having us. Your idea to be us. here, it worked out great to have you on today. So thanks. thank you for thinking of us, and thank thanks for being on. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.